0: Your freedom to choose is why truth-tellers must resist tyrants by obeying God. This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. We're all facing a lot of censorship and rampant disinformation and propaganda these days. If you've been a sincere follower of the way of our Master Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, for very long, you've likely been reminded of the answer of Peter and John to the Sanhedrin in Acts 4, 19-20. Do you remember it? Dr. Luke records it this way. Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Honest people can't help, when confronted, to give a straightforward testimony of what they've personally witnessed. This applies not only to our testimony of what our Lord has done in our lives, It's a principle that applies to every area of what we know to be true, especially if that knowledge can make a life-saving difference in the choices that someone else will make, even after making a chain of bad choices. You have a choice. You've always had a choice. But there comes a time when once you've made the wrong choice, there's no turning back from your inevitable destruction. The classic biblical example of life and death choice is given by Moses to the Israelites in the days and the weeks before their Creator escorted them through the parting of the Jordan River to enter the promised land of Canaan. You can read about the choices in Deuteronomy 28. It comes down to the conclusion of chapter 30, verse 19. Choose life that you may live and your descendants by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, by holding fast to him. The Bible is filled with promises that this will truly make all the difference in your very survival and how long you'll live. But the choice to live will always require the refusal of temptations for temporary gratification. Most of us seem to have to be fed up with the empty promises of those destructive distractions before we're willing to change tracks to get off the broad path leading to destruction and onto the narrow path that leads to life. You can choose to believe the truth or believe the convenient lie. You can choose to take the time to seek God with all your hearts or or, or seek convenience and pleasure as your priority. You can choose to serve God by serving others or serve yourself. You can choose temporary comfort and peace through compromise with what is clearly wrong, or you can take the path of courage to stand against the challenging forces of darkness and even be willing to get out of your comfort zone to expose the darkness. You can choose to either concede to the enemies of God and freedom, letting them rebuild our system according to their evil and tyrannical plans, according to their image, or you can fight to do your part to rebuild in the image of what our founding fathers saw as the first and only nation built on the principles of God's Word. You can choose to do a host of things that the majority of peers lack the honest integrity to reject, or you can join those willing to lay down their life for honor and righteousness to do what is right. Like Thomas Paine's essay that George Washington's men heard read out loud to them at the pivotal Christmas in snowy Pennsylvania at the beginning of the conflict of our liberty, these are the times that try men's souls. Christopher Scott, in his translation to modern English of Thomas Paine's book, said, the moderates will cause more harm to America than the other two kinds of men. That was Thomas Paine writing over 240 years ago. Confusion creates conflict. Those at war with the God-given natural rights of liberty and common sense deliberately complicate everyday matters with confusion. You've probably observed how wise men make complicated matters simple, while fools make simple matters complicated. Notice that the kind and degree of formal education has far less to do with this than experiences with the challenges of life and the kind of company one has kept through those experiences. The book of Proverbs in the Old Testament section of the Bible gives us this warning. Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it will he not repay each person according to what he has done? That's Proverbs 24:11 and 12. Did you notice that Jesus elaborated on this even further. He spoke in Matthew 25:31 to 46 of the final judgment when the nations of the earth will be divided between the sheep nations and the goat nations. He clearly promised condemnation for those who do not even do the charitable, ordinary actions that God-fearing, merciful Samaritans would do for their fellow man. The sum of it all is in verse 45. He said, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I simply ask, Does this not amplify the example given by the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 33, 6? But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and a sword comes and takes a person from them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from the watchman's hand. Do you have blood on your hands? Multiplied millions of parents have been deceived by mainstream influencers in practically every sphere of modern life. Because they don't know the truth, they're making choices that already are causing unbearable grief. These are truly some of the darkest days in the history of our nation. The pharma-owned corporate media has been extolling the success of injecting the beginning of what will be millions of children with a known bioweapon as a great achievement. So the report prepared by the research team of Health Impact News, of just a few of the horrible and completely unnecessary tragedies that have impacted families all over the world is something that you've got to see. For those of us who do know the truth, we have a responsibility to warn others. If they reject the truth after sharing it with them, then the blood of their children is solely on their hands and the the hands of those promoting the shots. When the FDA gave emergency use and authorization for these shots to be injected into young children, they provided a vaccine information fact sheet which lists the potential risks of the shot. It's required to be given to parents prior to their children receiving an injection. How many of them even read it? It's been recognized and publicized widely by many practicing medical professionals that young children are in virtually zero danger from serious harm or death from the coronavirus-19 unless they're already in great danger from other health complications like cancer, diabetes, and lung or heart diseases. Yet the manufacturers of the experimental bioweapon, they incorrectly call a vaccine, they know good and well that their poison puts children at known projected rates of risk from life-threatening and lifelong disease complications. For those who lament that all this medical malpractice is causing so many millions of families to suffer such excruciating anguish, just remember, they all had a choice to do at least a modest amount of research. If they did that research, they would discover that the risks are dangerously high and not worth it. The question we should be asking is, how do we now interact with these grieving people who are often so heavily propagandized that they can't bear to admit that the corrupted medical establishment killed their baby with their own consent? This is going to take a lot of compassionate understanding and godly wisdom to sensitively help people face the mentally tormenting implications of their own compliance with the dictates and opinions of untrustworthy experts whom they trusted. Helping people acknowledge their own mistakes is not always easy, but it's even harder to help people forgive themselves, let alone forgive the corrupted experts who didn't bother to even read the risks and effects that were known to happen as a result of the bioweapon. Health Impact News reported that the surge in sudden deaths now being reported on a daily basis has apparently begun in children under the age of 12, as children between the ages of 5 and 11 were recently approved for injections by the Pfizer COVID-19 shots. Unless a grieving parent works up enough courage to admit they made a mistake in letting their child get one of these bioweapon shots and is willing to face the backlash that will certainly come from those in the vaccine cult, which will probably include their own family members, don't expect the media to even mention the COVID-19 vaccination status of these sudden deaths. Tragically, the two unexpected deaths of these children that were reported just a week after they both happened on Thanksgiving Day 2021. It's just the beginning. Sudden deaths are just starting to be reported among children under the age of 12 as mass vaccination campaigns to inject children with COVID-19 bioweapon shots between the ages of 5 and 12 are underway. Listen to just a brief video collection of parents who share their pathetic stories of their children who are now dead because of the COVID-19 shots. Their voices are being silenced in the corporate media. Please spread this video that's linked on the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. Spread it far and wide. Spread it so we can try to save as many children as possible. They're coming after the little babies soon. See the full article at the link that's on the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. You've got to take a look at this. A member of the Canadian Parliament recently addressed Parliament about the rising rates of stillborn children in the province and asked the Minister of Health the following question. In the Waterloo area, 86 stillbirths have occurred from January to July, and normally it's roughly one stillbirth every two months. But mothers of stillborn babies were fully vaccinated. And you have clearly said on numerous occasions that the vaccines are safe. So, Minister, what do you say? To the doctors who told expecting women it was okay to get fully vaccinated, and what should they tell the mothers who deliver a stillborn baby? Christine Elliott did not answer the question dealing with the facts concerning so many stillborn children occurring. 86 stillborn babies in a six month period, when it's normally just three in that length of time. Instead, she gave the standard vaccine cult religious answer which is an appeal to authority. The vaccines are safe because we say so. She never even addressed the high rate of stillborn babies. Here in the US the latest update to the US government's vaccine adverse events reporting system called VAERS reports that there are now 2893 fetal deaths in VAERS following COVID-19 shots for the past year that's 2021. That's more fetal deaths following all vaccines for the past 31 years. So why do pregnant women even give in to a shot of any kind? We all thought mothers would never do that, even for any medication, let alone for a known bioweapon given to people who aren't even sick. They continue to believe the health authorities that these shots are safe when all these unborn babies are dying in record numbers. Why? Because this is a religion, the vaccine cult. There's no science. There's no truth here. Just liars and psychopaths. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko spoke in December 2021 at the Dallas Reawaken America Tour hosted by Clay Clark. I highly recommend you listen to all the presentations at that conference and attend one of those conferences when you get a chance. You can get to the link's they're right there in the notes for today's program at ReclaimYourLegacy.com. I was blessed to listen carefully to Dr. Zelenko's thoughtful comments, and you will be too. I transcribed his main thoughts. Here's what he said. The ideology of the German Nazi Party did not go away after their defeat in 1945. The belief that they were descendants of a superhuman Aryan race of gods held the core tenets that normal Anglo-Saxon people should be their slaves, and the less-than-human beings, like Jews and gypsies, should be eradicated from the earth. So-called elite are not particularly anti-Semitic. They're highly devolved, and they're depraved pagans. Their warped belief that they are intellectually superior to everyone else makes them think that they have the right to determine how many humans can be allowed to populate the planet and for how long they should live. They are totalitarian humanists. As with all dictators, elitists make it their first aim to rid the land of houses of worship, or at least control them by their ideology. That's because the idea of any other god but theirs is a threat to their existence. They know that if I bow down to God, the true creator, then I will not bow down to them. So the mechanism they must use to control people is fear. Using the media, they have found the perfect way to control people is to make them live in chronic anxiety and fear of what is a widely recognized threat to their safety. They mix that with the well-known psychological tactic of isolation to manipulate gullible people. They then offer the masses whatever short-term control factor possible to temporarily relieve their long-term anxiety about their future. Reason is ignored, and pure emotion is used to gain mass obedience. If you challenge even a smart person who has compromised themselves for their short-term benefit, you expose their anxiety over the perception of the feared outcome that they resist and the reality they choose to ignore. King David's Psalms give a very good prescription for life. He says, turn away from bad, do good, and live. For our day, the application is simple. Don't give in to the fear. Don't isolate yourself at all from the people that you love. Don't take the poison death shot. Doing good means that if you're in a high-risk category, take simple, over-the-counter, natural, antiviral, anti-inflammatory preventative measures. If you do get sick from day one, start treatment with safe remedies. Do not listen to the murderous NIH, CDC, FDA, and the WHO. They're all the enemies of the people. Do not listen to their advice. Their advice is a death sentence. They advise you to delay treatment. Do not do that. If you follow those two simple rules, turn away from bad and do good, you will live. There's no reason to be afraid. After briefly describing his discovery of how to overcome his diagnosis of a rare and fatal cancer in his body, Dr. Zelenko noted that when you are forced to face the reality that you're going to see God soon, you stop fearing humans. That's a good skill to have when you begin stepping on the toes of the most lethal animals on the planet, he said. Going on in his discussion that he gave to the presentation there in Dallas, regardless of our length of life, we are all faced with the reality that we are finite. In it all, God gives us freedom of choice. He enables us to connect with the infinite When I have to face the possibility of exchanging my connection to the infinite for the sake of temporary convenience, the answer is easily no. I will sacrifice everything so that the next generation can be free. Just because we have experienced freedom due to the sacrifices of past generations, will our children be free? The answer depends on our willingness to sacrifice. This generation is faced with the ability and responsibility to look the primordial serpent right in the eye, declare no, and decapitating it. The only reason that this present crisis has happened is because we're living and letting it happen. There are many more of us than them. The enemy's tactic is to divide us and scare us so they can eradicate us in small units. The solution is, hopefully, nonviolent civil disobedience. Reject all tyranny. Reject the dictates of the demented puppet in the White House. We must realize we are fighting a well entrenched enemy that has a head start, but we have something that they don't have. The God scaler. This is a David versus Goliath situation. The enemy wants to destroy God consciousness. We must instill in our children basic morality. We must take our children out of public schools that have methodically taught them to normalize depravity. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed not because of immorality. Every place had immorality. Their unique offense was that they normalized immorality by making it the law of the land. That is a way of saying God, we don't want you here. We reject you. We need to go in a completely different direction. Remove our children from the spiritual influence of the government schools and remove our children from the physical dangers of the World Homicide Organization. They, the WHO, issued a decree that if your children are enrolled in a school, then you have given that school implied consent to anything that they deem appropriate to administer to those in their keeping. You didn't prevent your children from going to their school, so they see that as implied permission to vaccinate your children. Government schools are not only attacking the souls of our children, but also their bodies. In decent societies, parents sacrifice themselves for the well-being of their children. Every godly parent naturally wants a better existence for their children in body and soul. In pagan societies, they sacrifice their children for the purposes of the adults. Dr. Michael Yeadon, retired senior vice president of Pfizer, told me, Dr. Zelenko, and the media that for every one child that dies of COVID, a hundred die from the vaccine. The vax is a hundred times more deadly than the disease it's supposed to prevent, but doesn't even claim to prevent. In other words, it's child sacrifice. It's no different from throwing a child into the flames of some mythical god figure like Moloch. We need to, as a culture, reject idolatry, paganism, and child sacrifice. I love how Dr. Zelenko is so passionate about describing the very things that we're talking about in a very biblical and yet present current context. He goes on and says, there's nothing new under the sun. This is a biblical war that began at creation itself. Now, it has expressed itself on the battlefield of COVID-19 and the poison death shot. But we can reject it and turn to God. Here's my advice. Creation is dynamic. It's created ex nilo. God is making you every moment. Thus, he is with you. We know that fear and anxiety only lives in the emotional and psychological space where the consciousness of God is absent. If you fill that void, hard work, with God consciousness, you must rise up with other decent people. This hill is worth dying on. It's time for this generation to pay the price so our children can thrive with God-consciousness and freedom. It depends on what we do now, today. Coalitions of like-minded, God-conscious people must make cities of decency, refuges from tyranny. As humans who are each made in the image of God, we are all brothers and sisters with the same Heavenly Father. We all have the gift of consciousness and the gift of free choice. We can all use these gifts in the right way by choosing to throw off the yoke of our own fears and the agendas of other evil people and put on the yoke of heaven. There's only one type of person who is truly free in the world. It is someone who chooses to be a servant of God. Will you choose the right choice? When you do, you choose to accept the assignment of a warrior. The war all around us is growing more challenging every day. We need to choose the way of the Lord if we expect to enjoy His peace, even in the midst of the battle storm, just like others, who I'll share in the extension of today's program that you can hear on our podcast at reclaimyourlegacy.com. This is Dennis Peterson. The following is bonus content for our podcast listeners here at reclaimyourlegacy.com. The welfare of humanity has always been an alibi of tyrants, On the December 8th episode of The High Wire, called The Slippery Slope, Del Bigtree included a three-minute clip of a member of the EU Parliament from Germany, Christine Anderson. You've got to listen to this. She issued a message to the people of Australia relative to the dictatorial abuse of Australia's citizens in answer to their SOS call to the world. Here's what she said
1: my name is christine anderson i'm a member of european parliament and i'm answering your sos call i will do whatever i can to make it known to the world that your once free and liberal democracy has been transformed into a totalitarian regime which tramples on human rights civil liberties and the rule of law i'm imploring all of you around the world who still think your governments are looking out for your best interest. At no point in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. The welfare of humanity has always been the alibi of tyrants. Do you not realize that this vaccine does not protect you from COVID? It does, however, protect you from governmental oppression. For now, that is. But don't think for even a second that this is not going to change tomorrow. I'm a German, and we once asked our grandparents how they could have just stood by in silence allowing a horrific totalitarian regime to come about. Anyone could have known. All they had to do was open their eyes and take a look. The vast majority chose not to so what will you tell your grandchildren will you tell them you didn't know will you tell them you were just following orders you need to understand it isn't about breaking the fourth wave it is all about breaking people
0: our generation is at war with a satanic agenda to depopulate the world. Listen to Karen Kingston with Clay Clark on the SGT report published in two parts on December 4th and 6th, 2021. Decide for yourself if what is going on is pure evil and a truly demonic agenda.
2: So th- these have very, very high rates of um, causing uh, harm, permanent disabilities, autoimmune diseases, and death. It's high.
0: And earlier this week, Obama and Fauci had a photo op in a school where they were essentially propagandizing to the families and the kids to get your shot. So now they're going to push this dangerous cocktail on our children who are statistically basically immune from COVID or dying from COVID.
2: Oh, it gets worse than that. So if you read all of the FDA documents for the emergency authorization for children, there's a June 10th document that, that is the pediatric clinical study discussion. But even if you go back and read the submissions for the 12 to 15-year-olds or 5 to 11-year-olds, they all say the same statement, which is based on epidemiological trend data, so based on how the virus is, tr- is trending, um, it is um, highly unlikely, unlike- if not infeasible, if not impossible to conduct a study where there would be enough incidents of COVID-19 in pediatric cases to prove clinically statistically significant uh, vaccine. So they're saying, because children don't ever get infected with the virus, we could never run a study to prove that a vaccine would be more effective than their natural immune system. That's in all the, so that's the June 10th, 2021, FDA pediatric clinical uh, outcomes discussion document. You can find that in that, and you can find it in all the EUA submissions. And that's why they decided to do immunobridging, which is a robust immune response. So when when Fauci talks about the robust immune response, that's inducing immune disease into our children, because normally mRNA or RNA, so whether it's man-made or it's from a pangolin or a bat... Uh, or a human, it's very unstable. It doesn't actually penetrate into your immune cells. Your it, it, it just it just dis, it, it disintegrates. So you don't ever produce antibodies. But what the vaccine did was it, it made a little biosphere. So it made a little environment that the the mRNA could live in. And it has cholesterol in it, a phospholipid, an ionized lipid, and the phospholipid allows for uh, penetration into the cell membranes. And so does the ionized lipid, and then a pegylated lipid, the polyethylene glycol lipid, and whatever else. So we took this unstable molecule and we put it into a biosphere that is charged so it can actually override a child's immune system or a healthy adult's immune system, penetrate into their cells, and then produce the disease-causing spike protein, which is called the Wuhan-HU-1 spike glycoprotein. They literally called named it after the Wuhan lab where the bioweapon was developed. And I am citing this from the biological license approval um, application that was submitted by Pfizer to the FDA that is called the Wuhan-HU-1 spike glycoprotein produced by the Comirnaty mRNA.
0: Like many of the medical professional people I've researched lately, listening to Karen Kingston, you can understand how she, as a 20-year expert in the pharmaceutical industry who has become a leading whistleblower, is someone we all need to be praying for with God's divine protection. Here another short clip
2: what I've seen is that doctors no longer use discernment and they actually say, we can't use discernment. We have to follow a protocol. So if they put someone on remdesivir and they start seeing that they're having kidney failure, um, they don't stop the remdesivir. They just continue it. They do not use any discernment. They simply follow the protocol until the person dies. A number of companies, J&J, Medtronic, um, Thermo Fisher would pay me money to do communication workshops and you follow the principles of relevance, credibility and impact. So relevance is just, You know, you teach people the words, so you're all using the same words. They mean the same thing to you. And that's that's happened over COVID-19. But credibility is what you're talking about. Credibility isn't just like, why should you believe someone? And it's because this is data. It's from this institution. Credibility could also be because it's this person. But credibility isn't just believability. It's that I trust you. Mm. Because when you trust somebody, then you get to get your impact. And impact is making someone make an action right and and so you know they're going to engage in the activity that you're telling them to do um and you explain to someone what impact is is like if you do this this is the outcome. If you don't do this, there's also negative consequences. So this whole COVID-19 follows the principles of relevance, credibility, and impact. And the reason why they're choosing these people is not just because we believe them, it's because we trust them. And when we trust them, we'll do what they ask us to do. And we'll believe if we don't, there's going to be harm to us. People ask, well, why, why would someone do this? Why is this happening? And when I read the world patent for Moderna, um, I didn't just cry, I didn't mourn. I, I cried for three days and I, my cries turned into wail. I was wailing out to God uh, because this is evil, what they're doing. It is demonic. And so when people go, why would someone do this? It's because evil exists. And, and the greatest trick the devil ever played on uh, man was to teach the world he doesn't exist. But if we believe in Jesus and we believe in God, then we know Satan exists. And this is just pure evil.
0: The reality of the demonic attack on humanity to destroy millions of humans through tyrannical manipulation of public fear is being seen by about half the population now. Wasn't that way so many months ago? The Flashpoint News show, from an honestly biblical and Christian viewpoint, is helping many around the world to wake up and take action and make bold choices to expose the darkness with the light of truth and expand the kingdom of Jesus Christ by setting free those trapped in deep deception. I encourage you to listen to the episode of Flashpoint that's so worthwhile seeing. It's called, Are You Kidding Me? Get the link for it on the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. It's the program that's called Your Freedom to Choose. I encourage you to listen to the entire program. At the end of the transcript for today's program, I've listed several very timely links for you to look at if you want to look a little deeper into some of the things that are going on right now. We do this because we want to get the information that will literally set captives free, and I just hope that you take the time to do it. We don't do this for any uh, money. We're not getting paid by any sponsors. Uh, We really want to help you get the information. And if you feel the Lord is leading you to help us and to do that and to continue keeping these programs going, uh, we'd sure appreciate your help. And you can do that also on the website there at reclaimyourlegacy.com where it says to donate. Thank you so much for being with me today. I wish you all the best as you continue to fight the good fight of faith and trust God as he guides you through these very difficult times.